Loving Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us the privilege to be part of the living. Thank you, Father, for the good things you've done for us and giving us good health, protection, guidance, the gift of your spirit and the work the holy angels do on our behalf. We appreciate all these things and say glory, praise and honor be unto your name now and forevermore. Now, dear Lord, we ask that you bless us with the words we'll be listening to, grant us the gift of your spirit and grant us understanding. Put words in our mouth that we may speak blessings to all who would listen. Help us all to be lifted to heavenly places that will become more like Jesus. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, May 24 Jesus' Crowning Gift Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. John chapter 16 verse 7 Christ declared that after his ascension, he would send to his church as his crowning gift the Comforter who was to take his place. This Comforter is the Holy Spirit, the soul of his life, the efficacy of his church, the light and life of the world. In the gift of the Spirit, Jesus gave to man the highest good that heaven could bestow. It is the Spirit that makes effectual what has been wrought out by the world's Redeemer. It is by the Spirit that the heart is made pure. Through the Spirit, the believer becomes a partaker of the divine nature. Christ has given his Spirit as a divine power to overcome all hereditary and cultivated tendencies to evil and to impress his own character upon the church. It is the privilege of every son and daughter of God to have the indwelling of the Spirit. Let every church member kneel before God and pray earnestly for the impartation of the Spirit. Cry, Lord, increase my faith. Make me to understand thy word, for the entrance of thy word giveth light. Refresh me by thy presence. Fill my heart with thy Spirit. When a man is filled with the Spirit, the more severely he is tested and tried, the more clearly he proves that he is a representative of Christ. The peace that dwells in the soul is seen on the countenance. The words and actions express the love of the Savior. Self is renounced. The name of Jesus is written on all that is said and done. We may talk of the blessings of the Holy Spirit, but unless we prepare ourselves for its reception, 
of what avail are our works. Are we striving with all our power to attain to the stature of men and women in Christ? Are we seeking for his fullness, ever present toward the mark set before us, the perfection of his character? When the Lord's people reach this mark, they will be sealed in their foreheads. Filled with the Spirit, they will be complete in Christ, and the recording angel will declare, It is finished. Amen. The title of our devotion is Jesus' Crowning Gift. We have been looking at the concept of abiding in Christ and the promises that Jesus made, the speech he gave to his disciples just before he went through his agony and his death on the cross. We have seen so far that Christ wants to abide in us and wants us also to abide in him. We've also seen that he wants us to be joyful and happy. And that's why he is telling us all these things. And we've seen also that we are not to be embarrassed or ashamed when we are friends of Jesus and there is a clear marked difference between us and the world. In fact, we are to emphasize that difference to make it clear that we are not of the world, not just for making it clear sick, but by following the commandments of Jesus yesterday we went through the concept and the teaching of jesus where he said in john 15 verse 14 you are my friends if you do whatsoever i command you and he said that when we do that the world will hate us because it hates at him and today he is telling us a message that is most important jesus says in the book of john 16 verse 7 which is our key text for today nevertheless I tell you the truth. For Jesus to be telling us, I'm telling you the truth. And what is this truth that he's telling us? It is expedient for our important and short-term benefits right now. It is important. That's what he's saying. For you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Wow. Amen. As much as we would like to have the presence of Jesus with us, Jesus tells us, my presence with you now is not the most important thing for you. It's not the most important thing for me to behold Jesus face to face right now. What is most important for me right now, what is expedient for me now and for you, is that Jesus goes away, as he has done already, and that he sends to you and me the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if we do not understand how important this is, we will be thinking, oh, Jesus, come now. And when you have not accepted the gifts that he gave to us, which is the Holy Spirit, if we can't accept the Holy Spirit, then the coming of Jesus will be of no benefit to us. It is first important that we understand the importance of the Holy Spirit and then receive that Spirit before we can talk about seeing Jesus face to face. And that's why Jesus made the statement, It is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. 
But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So, what is the importance of the Holy Spirit and what work does the Holy Spirit do for us? Why did Jesus make such a statement and place such high importance on us receiving the Spirit? Well, he himself explained why this is so. And I will just be reading from his own words as to the function of the Holy Spirit in our lives and what he intends to do with the Holy Spirit. John 14, reading from verse 15, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. So now we're looking at the prerequisite for receiving the Holy Spirit. If you love me, keep my commandments. And something follows, verse 16. When we now keep his commandments, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you he dwelleth with you and shall be in you jesus said abide in me and i in you how does jesus want to abide in us he said i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you how is he coming to us through the spirit so how does he want to abide in us through the spirit the spirit abiding in us is jesus in us it is the work of the spirit to bring the truth to our hearts and what is the truth jesus said i am the way the truth and the life and the spirit is truth so the spirit and jesus are the same they are different personalities of course but they perform the same work just as jesus is the truth the spirit is also the truth but jesus in person as a human because he took human nature did not have omnipresence anymore but through the spirit the spirit has that omnipresent quality where it can be in me here in nigeria and also be in you wherever you are in whatever part of the country or part of the continent or part of the world that you are the holy spirit can be in you and that is why jesus said it was important that he lives because his ministry was confined to a small environment but when the spirit comes he works in every man through the word of god and jesus called him the spirit of truth and there's a walk that he wants to do i continue in the reading now in verse 18 i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you jesus will come to me but i don't see him oh yes you see him through the holy spirit that is jesus coming to you that is jesus coming to you through the holy spirit we already saw something here that jesus said if we love him we should keep his commandments and then he said i will pray the father and he will send you a comforter suggesting to us that the spirit the one of the preparations we should make to receive the spirit is obedience and i'll i'll read again from the book of acts acts chapter 5 verse 32 peter was speaking and said and we are his witnesses of these things and so is also the holy ghost whom god hath given to them that obey him two times now we see the same thing jesus said 
if you love me keep my commandments and then i will pray the father he will give you the comforter peter here is saying the same thing that the lord gives the spirit to those that obey him and this means that the spirit comes to perfect our character one will say if i obey, if i'm obeying then why do i need the spirit of course the holy spirit is still the one who gives us the grace to obey but then you cannot rise any higher the holy spirit tries to work on every the heart of every man it is not given only to the christian there's a special work the holy spirit does in every human being the spirit of god strives already with the heart of every man trying to call us to christ but then there's another level that the holy spirit is giving that jesus is referring to here and that peter is referring to that is not everyone that gets it is exclusive the exclusive gifts of the spirit is given only to those that obey but the work of the spirit in the heart of men to cause them to repent to cause them to come to god to cause them to be convicted of sin that is a work that is done on the heart of every man it doesn't matter whether you are hidden christian or not it doesn't matter the holy spirit does this work on everybody but the kind of gifts being referred to here that the holy spirit was going to do was one that was different because even before now jesus had already granted them the spirit in the book of uh matthew 10 when he gave them the, the the commission to go and minister on his behalf they were given the spirit but then he said the spirit again what there's a difference here and that is the work of perfecting character that's why we read in our devotion that in the gifts of the spirit jesus gave to man the highest good that heaven could bestow it is the spirit that makes effectual what has been wrought out by the world's redeemer it is by the spirit that the heart is made pure through the spirit the believer becomes a partaker of the divine nature christ has given his spirit as a divine power remember acts chapter 1 verse 8 for you shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and that's why it says here christ has been given his Christ has given his spirit as a divine power to overcome all hereditary and cultivated tendencies to evil and to impress his own character upon the church. Reminds me also of the book of 2 Peter, reading chapter 1. There, reading 2 Peter chapter 1, starting from verse 3. Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust how can we become partakers of the divine nature it is by the divine being dwelling in us and that divine being is the holy spirit he gives us the power like i mentioned earlier acts chapter 1 verse 8 jesus said you shall receive power power for what power to overcome your hereditary tendencies power to overcome your cultivated characters to evil this is what the power of the holy spirit does for us if we are filled with the spirit we shall overcome every hereditary or cultivated tendency to evil and we will become like jesus christ the work of the spirit is to perfect our character to bring us to grow into the full stature of men and women in christ jesus we are sealed by the work the holy spirit does in us as the holy spirit works in us transforming our character 
bringing us into harmony to the likeness of Jesus, then the work is done. And as we read, we are sealed with the seal of the living God. And God says, you are part of my people. This is the work of the Spirit. But then the question is asked, what else can I expect? Remember, we have been told that we must abide in Jesus. And abiding in Christ is about prayer and study of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit has a work to do in all of that. He is the one that is the Spirit of truth, remember, as we read in John 14 not long ago. But then the Holy Spirit does something. In the book of John 16, reading from verse 7, Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Verse 8 now. And when he is come, he will reprove the world, that is you and me, of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. What does that mean? He is going to bring to our knowledge and convict us of what sin is so that we can repent. Take us into righteousness and also of judgment in the sense that we know that the prince of this world is judged. That's what Jesus said. In verse 9, he says, He will reprove us of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. And again, Jesus said in verse 13, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak and he will show you things to come he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you so the spirit doesn't have any new thing he's going to tell you because truth is already the word of god but what the spirit does is to guide you into the truth also we are told that the Spirit brings to our remembrance all the things the Lord has said. And that's why we are told, test all spirits. You are not just to believe anything and say, oh, the Spirit is telling me. That thing, you have to check the Word of God. If it is truly the Spirit, it will be in harmony with the truth. That's why it's called the Spirit of Truth. Whatever thing that is coming to your head, you have to check it with the Bible because the Bible is the truth. When it is not in harmony with the truth, then that Spirit is not the Spirit of God. It's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always harmonizes with whatever Jesus has said. For example, if you are believing that the commandments of God has been done away with, that Spirit is not the Spirit of God. It's not the Spirit of truth because Jesus is the truth and Jesus said till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or tittle in the law will pass away. Anybody who teaches people to do and also keeps the commandments, that person is will be called great in the kingdom of God. So you see that Jesus also said we are his friends if we do what he says or what he commands. Any spirit that is telling you to go contrary to what the commandments of God says is not the Holy Spirit. That's why we use the word to test the spirit. But the Holy Spirit brings to our remembrance the things God has said. He directs us into all truth. And by doing this, he is bringing us into perfection of character. So what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? Since the Spirit is the Spirit of truth, to be filled with the Spirit, you must be filled with the Word of God. You must study the Word because Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 63, take note, John 6, verse 63, Jesus said, 
it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing the words the words that i speak unto you they are spirit and they are life so if you are filled with the spirit you will be filled with the words and that's why jesus said remember john 15 verse 7 jesus said there if you abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you why should the words of jesus dwell in us because those words are the spirit so jesus is actually saying if you dwell in me and my spirit which is my words are in you then you will ask for what you will because when we say the words now we're not referring to mere words that have no power the word of god is powerful hebrews chapter 4 reading from verse 12 tells us for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and that's why jesus said my words are not just mere words they are spirit and they are life and the spirit is the spirit of truth when the holy spirit comes he takes those words and makes them to be life the spirit gives life and those words walk in us and brings us to perfection of character and that's why Jesus said in John 15 verse 3 now you are clean through the words that i have spoken unto you it is the spirit that takes those words and makes them effectual in us as Jesus speaks the holy spirit as you listen you study your word the word of god you are reading the words the words itself are mere words but those words the holy spirit takes them and works on our minds with those words and brings about a cleanliness and that's why jesus said we are clean through the words the holy spirit takes the words and works in us through the words jesus spoke and brings us to be what jesus wants us to be but without the word how the holy spirit works he needs to work with the word with the with the truth so that's why we need to put ourselves under the influence of the word of god and under the truth because it is true this truth that the holy spirit works and brings that transformation of character which that's why we see that this is the best gift that god has given to us the spirit because without the holy spirit man would have been under the control of the devil since adam sinned Remember when Adam sinned God promised something he said I will put enmity between the woman and the serpent and between her seed and the seed of the serpent if not for that statement man would have been under the control of the devil 100% but as we see in the book of Genesis chapter 6 God said my spirit will not always strive with man for that he is dust showing us that he did something he put his spirit not just in the christians and the righteous in everybody so that we will not be wholly under the control of the devil so that man can have a chance to do good but then the holy spirit will not go further than that we have to receive him we have to allow him to come further than just stopping us to not be under the full control of the devil he wants to do more than that but that is placed on our own permission we have to make the choice god has done something that is not your choice and that is he has put enmity between us and the devil through the spirit he has done that so that we can have a chance to choose again and say whether we will really follow the devil or follow god the holy spirit won't go any further unless we make the choice unless we choose to obey god then he will come in you see as we read in devotion we may do good works we may do all many works 
But unless we prepare the way, and when we say works, you can go and have Bible studies with people. You can sing so many works. But if you don't prepare the way for the Holy Spirit to come in, then all your works are in vain. And what does this mean? Preparation means that you allow him to work in you and let him come in further than where he has stopped, just stopping you from doing evil sometimes and working in your heart. He wants to do more than that. So we need to prepare the way by putting all the rubbish in our hearts away. Repent. Obey. The Holy Spirit, of course, gives us power to do that, but then comes in more than what it was before and giving us power to be perfected in Christ Jesus. I pray that the Holy Spirit will impress these words that I have been speaking on your heart so that you understand it clearly. And I pray that God will grant us his spirit that we become more like Christ. Amen. This reading is a blessing, a great blessing, the crowning gift. Ask for the gift of the spirit. And then I remember when James will say, many ask, you ask and you receive not. And so when people want you to think that they have received the gift, they fake it. But in reality, we see that the Spirit of the Lord will do a work that it cannot be faked in the life. So the word, the word ask also means to beg. We must beg for the outpouring of the Spirit. We cry to God for all kinds of things, all kinds of money issues for husbands or children, for these and for that. But we hardly seek and knock and beg to the point of tears for the gift of the Spirit. Let every church member kneel before God and pray earnestly for the impartation of the Spirit. Cry, Lord, increase my faith. If all were willing, all will be filled with the Spirit. Wherever the need of the Holy Spirit is a matter of little thought, there is seen spiritual drought, spiritual darkness, spiritual declension and death. Whenever minor matters occupy their attention, the divine power which is necessary for the growth and prosperity of the church and which will bring all other blessings in its train is lacking, though offered in infinite plenitude. Since this is the means by which we are to receive power, why do we not hunger and thirst for the gift of the Spirit? Why do we not talk of it, pray for it, and preach concerning it? The Lord is more willing to give the Holy Spirit to those who serve Him than parents who and parents are ready and willing to give good gifts to their children. Now pay attention to this. For the daily baptism of the Spirit, every worker should offer his petition to God for a daily baptism of the Spirit. We need to be baptized on a daily basis by the Spirit. So blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Purity of heart is the criteria to see God. You remember when you say no man can see God and live. But we are coming to the point where these blessings will be revealed. Even in his handiwork will be seen even in our life. Do you want a pure heart? Do you want a pure heart? 
the reading saying it is by the spirit that the heart is made pure it is the privilege of every son and daughter of god to have the indwelling of the spirit filled with the spirit they will be complete in christ and the recording angel will declare it is finished now this is a very powerful reading so friends this is what the world is waiting for i know you listen to the news and there are all kinds of talks on the news and all kinds of things the world is in agitation everybody is scared they don't know what is coming but the bible says that the earnest expectations of the creatures with it for the manifestations of the sons of god as soon as they are sealed he will come with the sickle as soon as the harvest is ripe jesus will gather them into his burn we may talk of the blessings of the holy spirit but unless we prepare ourselves for its reception of what avail are our works that one has been covered when someone wants to receive something they make room for the thing we must be emptied from vessel to vessel keep the right side of the vessel up keep in mind that by wrong practices the gift will leak out of the soul like water from a leaky vessel are we striving with all our power to attain to the stature of the men and women in Christ are we seeking for his fullness ever pressing toward the mark set before us the perfection of his character when the lord's people reach this mark they will be sealed in their foreheads Isaiah chapter 32 verse 15 it says until the spirit of the lord it be poured upon us from on high the wilderness be a fruitful field and the fruitful field be counted for a forest the holy spirit is attracted to the word that has been said when wherever the word is in fullness the holy spirit moves to the word in the creation of the world we see god when he spoke the word and the spirit moved upon the face of the deep the reading says it is the spirit that makes effectual what has been wrought out by the world's redeemer so what has been wrought out by the world redeemer what is that through the spirit the believer becomes a partaker of the divine nature christ has given his spirit as a divine power to overcome all hereditary and cultivated tendencies to evil and to impress his own character upon the church you see that the holy spirit is not coming to modify the old man the holy spirit we are transformed by the renewing of our mind the holy spirit will do the work of transformation of character why are we not gaining the victory over hereditary and cultivated tendencies Romans chapter 7 verse 14 for we know that the law is spiritual but I am carnal soul on the scene when we are still trying to maintain our worldliness to maintain our status in the world yet hoping to be filled with the spirit we are attempting an impossibility we must cut loose from the world and empty ourselves and be purged of the old wine of malice of grudges and hatred 
James 1.21 Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own souls, deceiving your own selves. So we see that we cannot walk on both sides of the road. We cannot keep the friendship of the world and maintain a, the approbation of God. The world can we cannot walk on both sides. It was the prophet Elijah who said, How long jostle ye between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if you think that Baal, the world, has the answer to the solution or the solution to the problem. Then follow the wall. That was his his calling line. And then Joshua said, As for me and my household, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And so the time has come where we must show our true colors. We must be filled with the Spirit. And so it cannot happen if we're not emptied of self. We must empty ourselves that we may receive this gift that has been talked about as the greatest, the crowning of gifts. And so Jesus is willing to give us this gift. We must beg for it. We pray for it. We talk about it that we may receive it. And that the gift, through this gift, our characters be transformed and we become partakers of the divine nature. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we say blessed be to the holy name. We thank you for your word that has been made flesh again today, even this morning. We thank you for such pointed testimonies from your word that we can receive the Spirit. And though we have sins and besetting sins and hereditary and cultivated tendencies to evil, we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind as we receive the Holy Spirit new life our life is quickened together with you we thank you for such blessings we pray that we become what we profess to be and what you have said we can become through the power of your word thank you jesus for answering our prayers in jesus precious name amen
Leave you comfortless.、Oh.